I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I want to welcome you to today's podcast where I'll be bringing you inspiring words and teachings that will transform your life forever. But before we go on, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. We honor you. We adore you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, your loving kindness. Lord God, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit. And that, Lord, our lives will never be the same again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God wants his children to understand what is happening in the realm of the Spirit. He wants his children to understand what is going on in the spiritual realm. You know, many times, you know, maybe something happens physically. Something happens. And people address issues from the physical point of view. Not minding what is the spiritual, what's happening in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Too many innocent people have died for crimes they didn't commit. There are people who have lost their lives for things that they are innocent of because people don't know what is happening in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. And this is, this is so true. Hallelujah. But God wants his people to understand what is happening in the realm of the spirit. So whenever something happens, you want to look beyond the physical. What happened? What really happened? What really happened? Hallelujah. So you can know because if you don't know what the root cause of the problem is, you may never get solution. Hallelujah. You may never get solution. Here is a child from a very rich background. Her parents are very wealthy. But every time she goes into a shop, she steals something worth 50 cents or one dollar. Like, it doesn't make sense. I mean, her parents have enough money to buy that thing over and over and over again. So why would she steal that thing? It doesn't make sense. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now you could take that child, punish the child all you want. But it's not going to change. Because there's something spiritual. 
Of course, I've said this before that medical science knows how they, they know how to give names to situations, but that's as far as they go. Most times they're not, many times they're not able to prefer solution. Hallelujah. Most times they're not able to prefer solution. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want us to look in the book of Job. Job chapter 1, and I'll be reading from verse 1. I'm just going to read down a bit. Just follow. Hallelujah. It says, There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. This man, the Bible says, he was perfect and upright. Imagine God describing a human being as perfect. That's how Job was. Now, I, that's another day's talk, but I don't personally believe that. Now, God said he was perfect, but if you look in depth into his life, as we will see later, it's not because there were no mistakes in his life, but he had a perfect heart toward God. So when God says a man is perfect, God is looking at the person's heart. Not because the person doesn't make mistakes, but what is the person's heart toward God? Verse 2, And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. He had ten children, seven boys and three girls. His substance also was seven thousand sheep and three thousand camel and five hundred yoke of oxen and five hundred she-asses, that sheep, and a very great household. So this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. He was a very wealthy man. He was a very wealthy man. Hallelujah. And in those days, you know, today's world, they measure your, your wealth by how much you have in the bank or your assets, basically. Those days, it was how much cattle you had. And this guy had them in their thousands and thousands. So he was very wealthy. Verse 4, and his sons went and feasted in their houses, every one his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So his children were partying. Their father is rich, so they are having parties. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered bond offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. So after they would party and do all that stuff, just in case he would offer sacrifices on their behalf, he would sanctify them. It may be that my sons have cursed God in your heart. Mm. Cursed God in your heart. Wow. Now from verse 6, we go into the realm of the Spirit. Hallelujah. From verse 6. Now, prior to this time, we've been looking at what's happening in the man's life, his family, his children, his business, wealth, and all that. Now we're stepping into the spiritual realm. Verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. 
and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Where are you coming from? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. Now there are so many interesting things to get out of this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So many interesting things to get out of this, what we just read now. The sons of God appeared before before God and Satan showed up in their midst. Hallelujah. And God asked Satan, he said, listen, God, where are you coming from? Satan said, from going to and fro. But there are some people who say when we do deliverance, for example, we should stop asking questions and all that stuff. Some people say something like that. I said, no. Look at it here. The words of Satan was included in the Bible because God wanted us to know. If he didn't want us to know what Satan was saying, he wouldn't have put it in his scriptures. So there are sometimes God wants us to know. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, and a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Have you considered my servant Job? Have you seen that guy, Job? The guy is a perfect guy. He's upright. He loves God and he's a, he hates evil. Hallelujah. God likes to boast about us, his children. We see this with Job. And if you remember about Jesus, he said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. God likes to boast about his children. But verse 9. Then Satan answered, the Lord answered, Doth Job fear God for naught? Does he fear God for nothing? Has not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the works of his hand, the work of his hands. And his substance is increased in the land. This is amazing. Because from the words of Satan now, we are getting to discover certain things that God did not say. God is asking him, say, have you seen my guy, Job? Job is very faithful. He's a perfect guy. He loves me and all that. Satan said, don't be too fast about that. Job loves you because of what you've done for him. He said, you've created a wall of protection around him. So we cannot touch him. You've made Job untouchable. You put a wall of protection around Job. About his house and about everything that he has. Hallelujah. So guess what? Job had a wall of protection around him. And Satan couldn't touch him because of that wall of protection. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brothers and sisters, you may not know, but there is a wall of protection around you. And Satan cannot touch you. And he knows it. He can't touch you. And he knows it. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. And not only protection, there is also provision. Say God had blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. It is God that does it. God is the one that blesses like that. Verse 11, it says, But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Before I go to talk about verse 2 of verse 11, he says, If you touch all that he has, if certain tragic things happen in his life, he will curse you. Why is Satan saying this? He's saying this out of experience. Because see, Satan has been there even before the creation of Adam. And he has experienced human beings. He understands psychology, understands how the human mind works. Are you that person when tragedy strikes, you change your confession? You change your confession. You begin to hate God and say all kinds of things about God. Then you are like most people. Satan observed that when people face tragedy, at such times, they change their confession. They don't love God anymore. So most people only love God because something good is happening in their lives. And that's not supposed to be. Hallelujah. When things are good, love God. When things are not so good, love him even more. Even if you don't feel like it, your confession could not, should not change. Hallelujah. Look at what he said. He says, if you take all that he has, he will curse thee. His words, his confession will change. Hallelujah. See, nobody goes to hell, and I've said this before, because of actions per se. Jesus said, by thy words you are justified, and by thy words you are condemned. People say what they're not supposed to say. And that's what gets them into trouble. Hallelujah. And God said, okay, go and try. If you can touch him, but make sure you don't kill him. If you can take the things I had, let's prove if Job really loves me or not. If you can touch him, go ahead. And Satan left. Now verse 13 and there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. His business suddenly began to crumble. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, the fire of God is fallen from heaven and had burnt up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Did you see that the fire of God, was it God? No. 
Who is the destroyer? The devil. Who is attacking Job's things? The devil. But you see it here, it says, they said the fire of God. But was it God? No, it wasn't. It was more like a natural disaster, maybe some hail, something, some kind of fire or something. But it was not God. Verse 17, while he yet was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, and slain all the servants with the edge of the sword. I only am escaped to tell you. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men and they are dead. I only am escaped alone to tell thee. All his children died. Do you know for many years I've been wondering why did his children die? And I just got the answer even now. I've been wondering, why did the children of Job die? Because, I mean, this is a test of one man. So why should somebody else die? If you go back to verse... If you go back to verse 5, that's where the answer is. Whenever these guys would go and have their parties and wild parties and drink and do all that stuff, it appears that they cursed God because they were vain. They, they cursed God. And look at, look at verse 5. And it was so when the days of feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offering according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. So there's a possibility that the devil, I mean, that the sons of Job, when they are having their wild parties, they cursed God. They were profane. Because the Bible says, if you break the edge, the serpent will bite. So, and if you notice, it was during one of such parties, when they were having those parties, maybe at such point, they were saying all kinds of curse words and cursing God and saying all kinds of profane things. And then the enemy struck. Because Job knew it was a possibility. Maybe someone had brought reports to him several times that his children were doing this and doing that. Hallelujah. That is probably why the children were killed. Because Job was righteous, but the Bible didn't say anything about his family. If you go to chapter 2, you will see the display of his wife. So it was just Job. Hallelujah. Now let's go to verse verse 20. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head, head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Hey. 
He bowed before the Lord. Somebody else who cursed God, he didn't curse God. And said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse, okay, let me talk about this verse 21 first. Now he said, naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked I will return. And he said something, the Lord gave and the Lord had taken away. Do you know there are people who quote this scripture all the time? Maybe at a funeral they say the Lord giveth and the Lord had taken away. They are quoting Job. Then they say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Was Job right to say that the Lord took? No. Was it the Lord that took? No, it wasn't the Lord. Job was saying this because he didn't understand what was going on in the realm of the spirit. He didn't know that he was being attacked by Satan. He didn't. So we that know, we shouldn't be saying, we shouldn't repeat what Job said and say, oh, the Lord giveth, the Lord hath taken away. No, the Lord doesn't take away. The devil is the one that takes away, not the Lord. Hallelujah. But the beautiful part in verse 22, it says, in all this, Job seemed in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. He didn't sin with his mouth. He didn't charge God foolishly. He didn't make the wrong confessions. He didn't hate God. He didn't curse God. Hallelujah. Now let's go to chapter 2. And verse 1. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. He came again. And the Lord said unto Satan, Say, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. The devil has no, he just keeps walking up and down. He has wandering sickness and disease. And the Lord said unto Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. And still he is holding fast to his integrity, although you moved me against him to destroy him without cause. So God is saying, even though all these tragic things have happened in Job's life, he has held on to his integrity. He hasn't changed his confession. Hallelujah. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath, he will give for his life. But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. At first he said, if you touch his property, the man will change his confession. His properties were touched. He didn't change his confession. Now Satan is changing his own confession. He said, eh, well, um, as long as he has good health, eh, if you just touch his health now, if you bring sickness on his body, he will curse thee to your face. Verse 6, and the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but don't touch his life. Don't touch his life. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job. Who smote Job? 
Satan. Look at it in your Bible. It wasn't God. So went forth Satan from the presence of the Lord and smote Job. It was Satan who did all these things, not God. With sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. There are some sicknesses that come upon people. What am I saying? Some sicknesses. Sicknesses and diseases come from the devil, either directly or indirectly. Now suddenly balls begin to appear all over Job's body, all over. And he took a pot shirt to scrape himself without, and he sat down among the ashes. Now suddenly he has lost all his businesses, he has lost everything, and he's there trying to figure out what just happened. And before you know it, Balls begin to appear on his body, and he took something like began to scrape his body. Verse 9. Then said his wife unto him, Do you still retain your integrity? Curse God and die. Who is speaking through this woman? Satan. Because that's exactly Satan's mission, to make sure that Job curses God. When you listen to people speak, make sure to decipher who is speaking. Is it them that are speaking or somebody speaking through them? Satan wanted to ensure that like, this time he succeeds. So not only does he smite Job with boils, he goes to push Job's wife, enters her. Just the way he used, went through Eve to get to Adam. Now he's going through Job's wife to get to him. Say, so look at you. Look at all you've gone through. Look at all that has happened in your life. And you're still standing here and claiming that you're, you're, you're a man of God. Curse God. Denounce God. And just die. Is it not better you, you, you are dead? Look at you. You were so rich, people would look at you. Look at the shame. This is it's not only to women because the devil can speak through your husband. He can speak through. So it's not just about women. But make sure you are careful who is speaking through you. Don't let the devil use you to destroy a righteous man. Don't let the devil use you to destroy a righteous woman. And that's why some, in some cases, marriage, this thing called marriage. Sometimes if the devil tries so hard to get you, he can't get you, he'll look for a way to go through your spouse. Hallelujah. Verse 10. Look at Job's response. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. He said, what? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? Which means if God blesses you, Satan is coming. There will be trial. There will be tests. 
Don't hate God. Don't change your confession because something happened. No, hold on to your faith. And I love what the Bible says here. It says, in all this did not Job sin with his lips. He didn't sin with his lips. He, he still maintained his confession. He still maintained his integrity. No matter what happened, he didn't change his confession. He maintained his integrity. Even though he didn't understand what was going on. Hallelujah. And then now there are sometimes some people wonder, I've had people ask me that question. I mean, why did God do this to Job? I mean, why did God even allow it in the first place? Just to prove a point. And now the man lost his children and all that. Was it really God? I'm going to show you something. Because the truth is that Job was the architect of his problems. It wasn't really God. God was the one that was rather protecting Job. Go to Job chapter 3 and verse 25. The next chapter. Chapter 3 and verse 25. Now this is Job lamenting and he's talking. And there's a big secret here that is revealed. It says, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. The thing which I greatly feared. Whoa. So Job was harboring fear all these years. He was afraid that one day he could lose all his businesses. He was afraid that one day all his children could die. He was afraid that one day he could just get one disease. Now, what is the origin of that? I've told you before, before the devil attacks you, he comes first with fear. He is the one that brings those suggestions. That's why I've told you, I said, when the devil comes with those suggestions of fear, resist it. Say, I refuse to fear in the name of Jesus. Fight it from there. I refuse to fear. The devil comes to you and says, ah, one day you could just have an accident. And Shut up, devil, in the name of Jesus. I'll never have any accidents. I refuse to fear. Attack it from the root. Job didn't do that. When the devil brought the suggestions, he harbored them. See, Satan cannot enter your life without fear. Just the way God cannot enter your life without faith. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. The same way, without fear, it's impossible for the devil to have access to you. That's why you must fight the good fight of faith. Job said, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. That was where his problem was. So even if God told Satan, okay, go do what you want to do. If Job didn't have that fear, no matter what the devil did, it wouldn't have gotten to him. So even though Job harbored the fear, by the mercy of God, God still protected Job. But then in that instance, uh, 
when the test came, well, God had to back off. Why? Because the principles are there of scripture. Hallelujah. Job nurtured fear. He had fear for a long time that these things could happen. And that's why they happened. So it was not that God was just, just testing him and just allowed all these things to happen. No, Job was responsible for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, eventually, you know, the end of the story, his friends came and they accused him and said all kinds of things about him. But towards the end, the Bible says he prayed for his friends. And after that, everything changed and he was rich again. And he had two times more wealth than he had at the first time. And God blessed him with more children and gave him long life. So all that he suffered, he forgot. Hallelujah. But you see, if Job had understood what was happening in the realm of the spirit, he would have been more prepared. But thank God the Bible says he didn't sin with his mouth. And this, what happened in the life of Job is not an isolated case. It happens more often than we as children of God know it. It happens more often. Here you are, God has blessed you, opened doors for you, done this and done that for you. Suddenly you are going through certain trials. Do you forget God in your day of tribulation? Remember all the times that God has been good. Remember how he saved you out of troubles you never knew you were going to come out from. Remember, don't forget. Don't forget how God has been faithful to you, providing for you. Sometimes think about those that started out with you. Where are they now? God has elevated you. He has taken you out of all that group. So if you're going through something, remember the goodness of God and talk about it. No matter what I go through, I always tell myself, I will come out. I'm going to come out of this. God has brought me out before and he'll bring me out again and again and again. He will. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No matter what happens, sometimes I'm telling you, you will be set up in the spirit. They can use somebody, use somebody close to you, a spouse, a child, a colleague at work, maybe a boss, somebody. It's a spiritual setup. But you must be strong. Don't change your confession. Hold on to your faith. No matter, even when his wife came and said, look, just curse God and die. It's better to die than for you to live in this condition. Job quickly rebuked her. Said, no, I'm not doing that. God is good. The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, so sometimes certain things could happen. You may not have an understanding of what is going on in the realm of the spirit at the time. But don't change your confession. Hallelujah. Don't change your confession. Still maintain your confession. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. And I can do what God says I can do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
It doesn't matter where I am today. I'm coming out stronger. I'm coming out wiser. I'm coming out better in the name of Jesus. You talk like that. When Satan discovers that, though he brought these things upon you, you you are praying more. You are making declarations more. He'll just back off because he knows that he's failing. It's not working. He thought you'd be down and out. He thought you'd just give up and commit suicide. But no, you are still praising God. You are still thanking God for his goodness, for his faithfulness in your life. He would just back off. Just like he did eventually in the life of Job. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So the mistake of Job was that he harbored fear. But you don't harbor fear. Reject fear from the beginning. When the thought comes, reject it. You have to be intentional. Reject it in the name of Jesus Christ. Be strong, be bold. Hallelujah. And no matter what happens, you will remain untouchable. The Bible says you are born not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Do you understand? You are untouchable. He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that is raised against you in judgment is condemned. So don't sit back and think one day, oh, all your business, everything will just collapse. And you don't even think that that's going to happen. The Bible says the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. So for you, it can only get better. Believe it. That's what the word of God says. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, it says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has started a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus. In other words, it will keep getting better and better and better. That is your story. Glory to God. No fear, no fear, no worries, no anxiety. I refuse to fear. I refuse to worry. It can only get better for me. That's how you should talk. Glory to God. And your own experience will be different from the experience of Job. Hallelujah. I'm going to end with this. A dear man of God was going for a program one day. And I you know hearing this test, this, this story is about these people. It inspires me a lot. He was going for a program and he had sent his children and his wife ahead in the, the car and he was coming behind them and the car something happened and fell over in a bridge and he got there he saw his wife drowning he saw his children drowning and he went quickly saved his wife but by the time he could save his children they were already dead and he was going to a program to minister Do you know this man had the children? This is in Africa. You know, in America, you know, you call the ambulance and all that. But in Africa, especially in those years, this happened in the early 80s or so, 70s or 80s. They didn't have, um, they don't have the ambulance system as you have it in the West. This man had his children that were dead in the car and he went for the program and he still preached and he still ministered cast out demons, healed the sick while his children were lying dead in the car. His wife lost it. 
she lost it she said all kinds of things said all kinds of things but he maintained his confession he didn't change and God spoke to him and said because of how you've handled this situation I'm gonna be with you you don't even need to fast for my power to show up in any program that you do and that's how it had been for that man of God till today glory to Jesus I heard of a pastor who was preparing for a Sunday service and while they were trying to fix some electrical stuff at the pulpit his son was electrocuted and died right there at the pulpit on a Saturday night Sunday morning the pastor was right there on the pulpit preaching those are the kind of people God is looking for the devil tried to do those things to distract them to change their cause but they stood still and said no I'll still do it and they did it hallelujah be like that no matter what happens stand still maintain your confession and God will bless you hallelujah let us pray father we thank you for your word that you've brought to us teaching us vital lessons from the life of Job Father, I thank you because you are interested in our spiritual life and you are happy when you see that we love you and no matter what challenges come Lord you've put an edge of protection around us as we see in the life of Job and we thank you for that Lord we declare that our eyes are on you and our confessions will never change no matter what we will hold on to the faith knowing that all things work together for good thank you for the strength of your spirit that you've put in our hearts encouraging us and strengthening us to walk in the way of your spirit thank you father we give you praise and glory in jesus mighty name amen hallelujah glory to god i'm sure you've learned a few lessons from the story of Job. Hallelujah. And you will apply it in your life. No matter what you are going through right now. If you see from the realm of the spirit. You would understand that. It's a, it's, a, it's a test. So hold on. Very soon it will be over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God bless you. I'm going to come to you with more inspiring words and teachings. That will inform you. Transform your life forever. But until I come to you again. Keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.